The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamualaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host, uh, Neelam, and joining me on the show today is my guest, um, Sister Rahima. Now, I shall be getting uh, Rahima to introduce herself formally uh, a little later in the show. But first, um, Rahima, assalamualaikum and welcome to the show. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. I'm excited but nervous, obviously. Um, But it's just wonderful to meet you. I've been really looking forward to coming on here. So thank you so much for this opportunity. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much, alhamdulillah. And um, uh, please don't feel nervous. My shows are, are very relaxed shows and um, I, I try not to interrogate my guest. <laughs> so uh, there won't be any um, uh, guns blazing at yourself today, this morning. You you will have quite a relaxed morning. Um, uh, listeners, I always talk about gardening and um, the weather on my show. Um, and uh, But I do want to know, um, have you got a hot brew with you this morning, uh, Rahima? You, have you got a drink with you? Oh, yes. <laughs> I have my cup of tea ready right next to me. Absolutely. That's it's what I have with you today. It is a bit chilly. I was just going to say the weather has been a bit bizarre this week where it's it's actually been quite dry. I've actually managed to get um, the typical mummy in me, get washing out and dried and, you know, but um, it, it drops in the evening. I find myself layering up. It's It's gone quite cold in the evenings. Are you finding that you're layering up? Definitely. I generally am quite um, a cold person anyway. I feel the cold quite easily, um, but I have found that I'm putting the heating on I don't know if others have already started doing that but we've already started putting the heating on and with um which we'll obviously go into about Mossin but he really feels the cold um so he's he's always forever shaking and cold now um yeah no it's it's just cold so cold in our house but we I think I have the heating on right now (laughs) <laughs> I can. I think I have the heating one right now as well. Um, but yeah, it is. I um, we have one of those thermostats in the in the hallway, and I said to the kids, until it doesn't get to single digits, I am not turning the heating on. So it's still at fourteen, twelve, and I'm like, yeah, just layer up, layer up. So I'm refusing to put the heating on in September. I, I just think you know we need to be in like November time before the heating's even considered in my home. So it's um. Oh no! I have a little heater called Betsy, and she's uh, she's in my living room, um, plugged in right by next to the sofa. So even in the summer, I, I sometimes have her on. I'm just oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I always shout to the kids, "Where's Betsy? Put her on!" Um, yeah, so she's always on. But I think our thermostat's always set at. 22 29 so um 14 wow they're at 14 and and i'm just getting them to layer up and um the thing is uh rahima we have quite a busy house and i'm continuously running and and this week i've delved into baking um as you have witnessed yourself as well. Um, I've, uh, I refuse to buy biscuits and cakes um, from the shops now. And I, and I keep saying to the kids, as a result, I will freshly bake cakes for you. And so once you're baking and you're keeping yourself busy and you've got the oven on, it soon heats up in the kitchen. And I'm, I get quite warm then. So I, I don't, don't feel the heat as much so i keep saying to the kids you've got fresh home baked cakes and uh you know a cup of warm milk as well so you know you're all doing fine as you're quite grateful you should be quite grateful really because um this is quite privileged to have baked cakes the only thing is when i bake it doesn't last in my house so i can make muffins after muffins after muffins but it will just it literally will last two days so i have to be baking so I have to keep the eggs stocked up in my. <laughs> Do you ever get to leave the oven then? No, my, my <laughs> continuously in use. So yeah, and I have an air fryer as well. So if it's not the oven, it's the air fryer that's being used as well. So mm. yeah, so 
Yeah, I guess we are clutching onto any plot of that's warm. Um, uh, today is a bit of a miserable day. Well, it started quite miserable. It's uh, it started off with some rain, and it's now picking up to some some colour in the sky. So we are getting a bit a bit of um, a drier day. Hopefully, it will uh, warm up a little bit. But um, I always talk about um, my garden. Uh, well, my poor garden skills as well in my show. I like to um, start my show off with that. I mentioned last week that we went on holiday and when we came back my grass that I've been forever working on so hard to try and get green thick and long was surprisingly amazing for the for the time that I wasn't here I was like wow so while I wasn't here my garden and my grass decided to just grow in the way that I wanted it to so um my daughter I can't take any credit for it she has been growing vegetables in the garden and so wow your daughter did you say yes my eldest daughter she amazing loves um growing um uh vegetables and uh we were quite fortunate because um early part of the summer she was uh, had spring onions we've had lettuce we've got some tomatoes growing and uh, yesterday she pulled out the most humongous carrot ever it's huge and now i'm i'm typical sentimental me i don't know what to do should i eat it or should i should i frame it because it just i feel like <laughs> She's grown this carrot so beautifully and nurtured it so well. What do I do with it? So enjoy it. Enjoy the the fruits of her labor, as they say. Enjoy it. But I'm going to have to ask your daughter for some tips because honestly, I kill cactuses. And is that even possible? But I, I can kill a cactus and I have done. I have killed a cactus many a times. I've tried to um grow aloe vera plants. Um and I'm looking at my plant and realizing I don't remember the last time I actually watered. Aloe vera is my favorite plant because it's one of the ones that needs very little water and very little attention. So you can get away with not watering um, aloe vera. But I, I have quite a lot of indoor house plants and it's over the years, I must admit, I've got better at nurturing them um, awful and mossens even worse um, <laughs> we we're, we're bad as each other so i think we're going to have to come and learn uh, so much about gardening and planting from yourself because uh, we're well, bad <laughs> it has taken some practice so i can't take credit that it was i was naturally green fingered because i i wasn't but um it, it is something that um i've grown to get better at over the years and i, I did at the beginning when we first moved into my home i had several i used to buy artificial plants because i just couldn't do the real plants and keep them so yes i've had artificial plants in the house but now i have the fresh green ones that are taking in all the uh, carbon dioxide and breathing out all the oxygen into my home and uh, cleansing the air so yes you know and and uh, my kids do think i'm mad because um i have a money plant which is my favorite plant in in the house and i talk to it so whenever i water it i'll ask it how it is and i'll stroke its leaves and and the kids think i've gone mad but i said it's I know the plant hears me and I know the plant is um is appealing to this affection so <laughs> I continue so I do I do talk to my plants and uh, listeners why not of course I might have to start talking to mine because they keep dying on me. Um, maybe that's where I'm lacking because I follow the instructions to a T and they still die on me. I'm looking at the aloe vera and I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, last year I had an aloe vera plant and then um, we had some rabbits and they ate it. And I had to ask my next door neighbor to put it in their little greenhouse to, to save the plant, which they did. And then I somehow still managed to kill it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm awful. No, uh, I I don't think uh, you are treating them with love, Rahim. I am. I'm I'm following them this to a T, um, and I even put up post-it notes near them to remind myself when to water, when not to water. But the issue I have with my home, I don't have much natural light. Um, we have, yeah, we don't have much natural light, and where we do have light, there's no windowsill. So I think. Um, I then tried to put my plant in our, in one of the rooms that received a lot of light and warmth. And again, I think that killed it because it was too much light and warmth. So I'm trying to find a balance. But I've got a lot of artificial plants because I just love flowers. And um, the thing is, plants are so... Um, 
beneficial beneficial to their health they clear the air um they purify the air they help with removing toxins and um, um particles from the air so i i completely would love to be able to somehow become a bit green-fingered because i completely believe in the purification and using plants and using nature to better your health um but I'm just rubbish. <laughs> That's the truth of it. I'm sure you're not. And 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 it is one of the things that I think you just get better at. But Rahima, as we'll learn and unfold it later in this part of the show, you are a busy lady and you do have quite a lot of things on your plate at the moment. And talking to plants is probably the least of the things that you have time for. So listeners, tell me, am I on my own? Am I the one that gets quite sentimental about vegetables that we grow ourselves? What do you, you know, how do you feel about the vegetables that you grow do you consume them straight away or do you save the moment and i have taken several pictures of this huge carrot and um and i have said to her i will frame it because um, i'm really proud of it so i will chop it up in tonight's dinner and she wants to eat it as a fresh salad rather than me cooking its guts out so i'm going to just let it let it be a fresh carrot that we're going to consume today so do let let me know how what you do with your vegetables and and what vegetables you're growing because we are at that time of the year now where it's quite difficult to actually grow anything because it's that much colder so everything's moved from the garden and into the greenhouse now so we're having to keep things in the greenhouse so listeners we are live on air reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas um, you can reach us through the airwaves at Inspire FM 105.1 FM listeners can also connect through tune in via the Inspire FM webpage um, you can also cu- uh, tune in via the Inspire FM app which has been running uh, for a while now so you can download this app on your smartphones and uh, tune in in uh, and listen to live shows and also any shows that you have missed so there is ex- no excuse now to miss my show or any of our shows that run on the station uh, we are also live as an audio on the inspire fm uh, facebook page where you can and must like the show and leave any comments around today's topic um, as always uh, you can join in the discussion and share your thoughts on today's topic via the whatsapp number on the studio number which is o triple seven nine four eight one eight double two so any questions that you have for my guest or anything that you'd like to share please do um share this with me this morning now this morning uh, i i will be talking to rahima about a very rare brain condition called now i have to be careful how i say this because it is a bit of a tongue twister so it's glioblastoma yes. and i said that right yes and um, a bit of a tongue twister, but we will be referring to this as GBM um, through the show, just to make things a bit easier. Uh, I have had uh, Yasmin and Kurum on the show with me before, um, earlier part of this year, where um, they were talking about how their daughter um, lived with this condition and uh, her journey through it and what they have been doing post her her passing away. Now, um, we're looking at it a total different perspective and lens this morning because Rahima is going to be talking about this condition and how it's affected her husband and um, and Mossin's battle uh, with GBM. So Rahima is going to talk about how it's affected the family, how it's affected him and the hope that we have that um, Mossin, uh, his condition will uh, hopefully get better and um, he will recover from this. So uh, Rahima, before we go into unfolding your journey around this uh this uh can i please get you to introduce yourself to the listeners yes of course so my name is rahima i'm the wife of mosin mughal um as you pointed out um we have three beautiful daughters uh inaya who's 12 arissa who's nine and ava who's four years old um mosin and i have been married for 15 years alhamdulillah um and where um you know we were just a normal average family um just going through the daily trials of normal everyday life you know uh, alhamdulillah and um yeah we're just your average um family um we we're from Luton in Bedfordshire and before this all began we were just 
just plodding along <laughs> as as everybody does um you know working school what's your background what do you what did you do prior to your life right now because things have changed yes Okay, so that's quite a, a complicated one. <laughs> I have many hats. Um, Mossen's a lot easier to explain. He was working as an engineer. Um, he was working uh, for a, a medical, um, biomedical company um, that specialised in different medical equipment, um, but his specialism was in medical hoists. Okay. So he would travel up and down the country delivering um, um, d- medical hoists, installing them, servicing them, fixing them. And before that, he used to do medical um, hospital beds and stuff like that. So his his background is actually as a specialist biomedical engineer. And he would often drive three, 400 miles a day, round trip, coming back. He never wanted to stay away from us. So he would never like sleep overnight anywhere, even if he had training, whatever, he would always return home um, the same day, bless him. Um, and he would often like sending me pictures. So he would get to go to, go to places like Clacton or I think um, like he's even been to Bournemouth and places like that, just, you know, to go and service and equipment, send me a picture. <laughs> I'm outside the beach and, and then, um, you know, return back. So he had, that's what he used to do um, as is Monday to Friday. Obviously he was also super dad, um, super husband, um, super son, super brother, super friend, super everything else. But his day-to-day job was that um i actually have a background in um it's quite complicated but like governance and compliance um and a few years ago we decided that we wanted to foster children um and so that's what we did um it's been quite a number of years now um that we started on that journey um and yeah i used to work Wow. in the role that I did also whilst fostering Mossen supported that and our children supported that um I realized I completely loved working with children I mean I always always knew that I'm, I'm super auntie I've been an auntie since I was five um I've got 37 nephews and nieces alhamdulillah so yeah I just absolutely thrived and I loved working with children and trauma and I started um researching more training myself more learning educating myself in that area and um I then started thinking about teaching as well and whether or not I wanted to you know work in a teaching capacity so I started um working in behavioral support um with children and then I started doing things like supplying around different uh working as a supply teacher around different various secondary schools in Luton just to see if this is what I wanted to do and that's what I've been basically doing and then um recently I whilst obviously the fostering I was working in a primary school my children's primary school um to basically gain experience and knowledge from other teachers and make sure this is you know I did secondary and I wanted to go into primary and see which kind of area whether it's secondary or primary that I wanted to change and whether or not I wanted to be a teacher and I'll be honest I realized I didn't want to (laughs) I didn't want to uh, Rahima and you know um working with children um uh because you know my background is a primary school and I think going back now I'd be dealing with a a very different kettle of fish because they are very different now this generation of children are are growing up and um and changing very different now so thank you for giving us a bit of a background about yourself and um we understand your passion and love for children uh despite the brats they are (laughs) growing up at the moment uh the the there's so many children now that had just totally I think they're forgetting how to be eight you know when they're eight they want to be 15 and when they're 15 they want to be you know and I keep reminding children that want to be bigger than their boots that enjoy your youth because you yes. will back and say oh I, I missed out on all these years so you know my my take-home message to any any youth that's listening in enjoy it because you will you will regret not being a child now um we we obviously mentioned uh, glioblastoma gbm uh, at the beginning of the show um and to some this may be familiar and to others this this term must be throwing them off guard they have no idea what this is so can i just get you to just briefly explain what this is and um how rare this condition is yeah so glioblastoma is a malignant so a cancerous brain tumor 
it is a stage four brain tumor. Um, there are no stages of one, two, or three. It is automatically a stage four brain tumor, which makes it incredibly difficult to suspect before you have that diagnosis. Um, and also, it's indiscriminate. It can attack any person fit, healthy, and you'll often find cases like Mossin, for example, who did not eat junk food, who did not smoke, who did not do, um, you know, any prohibited substances of any sort, was healthy, was fit, was active, um, and he still got this stage four cancer. Um, there is completely indiscriminate, and it's a progressive, aggressive form of brain tumor and unfortunately it has tentacles so tentacles so if you can imagine um like a, an octopus uh, almost um wrapping itself around the other cells so what glioblastoma does is it wraps itself around other cells within the brain and it diffuses so it diffuses its tentacles and it spreads aggressively and fast and rapidly and that's what makes it extremely difficult to remove and it makes it extremely difficult to treat because it, I mean, our brain is our central oh, system. You know, it is, you know, you are not declared dead until your brain stops. So to have something that impacts your brain um, and diffuses within the brain, you can imagine how much of an impact it has on your health, your mental health, your being and everything. And to then be able to remove that whilst not affecting other parts of the brain, it's extremely, extremely difficult for surgeons to do it. And hence why there are so many cases of where it is inoperable, like Mossens, for example, because of the location and, and where it's sitting intrinsically within the brain. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, I, I'll be honest, I did not know much about glioblastoma. Um, obviously, I'd heard of cases like um, Tom from the star from Wanted, Amani being um, somebody in my local community, and there's a few other cases locally that I had heard of. But in terms of educating myself, I hadn't as much. You know, you just hear brain tumour and you just know it's a dead, the disease was a deadly disease. But whilst I looked into it, it was just so shocking how actually it's one of the biggest single killers of under 40. I like to say under 45 because since coming on this journey, I have met so many others that have lost someone or are currently going through this that are around um, Mossen's age. So he's 42. He turned 42 during um, after his diagnosis. He was 41 at the age of diagnosis. So there are so many cases and older, but it is the single, I read that it was the single highest killer of people under the age of 40. Yet there's only one percentage of the national funding spent on researching glioblastoma. Mm. Only 1%, but is the highest killer. And it just, it just, astounds me how how that is possible you know so there's just not much information around glioblastoma except that it is a malignant stage four cancer and it diffuses within the brain but when you look into the reasons why somebody may have this disease or not or what what factors could have caused it like some of the other cancers for example there is no information around that you just don't know and you don't know how we could have done to prevent it Absolutely. And and I think it's one of those, um, because it's um, uh, such a rare condition disease, um, I think it's one of those ones that doesn't get that much light shone on it. So, they, you know, um, the medical experts trend not to look into this field because of the complexity around it. And, uh, you know, inshallah, with the technology that we have and things that we are progressing in, you know, it would be something that they will be able to assess and yeah and look into trying to find a way of at least um, minimising the spread and the, the risk of how rapidly these things spread. Now, uh, I wanted to talk to you about how um, uh, we've got about a minute now, I think. Yes, we've got about a minute now, just until the break starts, believe it or not, the first half of the show is gone. So I just wanted to understand a little bit, just before we go into the break, about um, how long now Mossin has had this uh GBM4. Yeah. So um, May the 23rd, 15-year wedding anniversary, he ended up in hospital, found out basically he has a um, brain tumour. Um, and then on June the 22nd, it was confirmed that he has glioblastoma. So n- although it feels like a lifetime away uh, ago, should I say, um, it's been 
a few months now since he's had this. Um, but, you know, when his symptoms started, when it started growing, I, I keep racking my brains to think about, did I notice this? Did I not notice this? Could it have been at this time? Could it have been at that time? And I can't, I can't put my finger on it. There, there were times where, I mean, we had COVID in January and he had headaches, but so did I, so did Anaya. His mm. headaches went away. I actually developed pneumonia um, and costochondriitis, but he recovered completely well. So mm. it, there was no obvious signs to it. Um, but when he was di- for, for, from the diagnosis was June the 22nd. So, uh, listeners, we are heading over to a short commercial break now. Um, I can't believe the first half of the show Rahima has gone already. Um, And uh, I have the pleasure of uh, having Rahima with me this morning. And we are talking about GBM, which is glioblastoma and how it's impacted their family. Now, Rahima has explained uh, a little bit about what this condition is. So after the break, I will be um, asking Rahima to talk us through her journey uh, as to how this has impacted her family and the children as well so uh, for now um, go refill your hot drinks cold drinks whatever it is that you have with me this morning and uh, join us after the break inshallah and uh, make sure you stay tuned in and any questions that you have you are texting in as well okay then assalamualaikum assalamualaikum this is atif nawaz listen to inspire fm shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on apple podcasts or spotify Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. I'm your host Neelam and joining me on the show this morning is Rahima. Uh, Rahima and I have been talking about her husband um, Mohsen and his fight with GBM. Uh, so any questions you have around uh, today's topic and any questions that you have to Sister Rahima, please do text in. Uh, now I do believe that uh, we have the privilege of having Mohsen uh, join us as well um, in the show. So assalamu alaikum Mohsen. <laughs> uh, so Mosin is going to be uh, listening in and uh, he, you know, any questions that we have directly to you, I guess, Mosin, we will be asking you. And um, uh, yes, yeah, so welcome to the show. Um, it's uh, an honour to have you on. And uh, yes, your your wife Rahima has been talking about how hard you worked as an engineer and, and uh, involving her in your journeys and sharing uh, the scenic pictures of while you were away uh, repairing all the uh, equipment that you used to. Now, I understand um, you only received the diagnosis for your condition this uh, earlier on uh, this year. So it's not only been um, early parts of um, this month. I mean, and I know for yourself, it feels like a lifetime and it's felt like quite a long time because I guess, Rahima, in between May and now, the journey and the uh, motions and the roller coaster that your family has been going through with treatments and trying to get to grips with understanding this is is very hard. Now we have had um, uh, a message come in um, from Sister Nasima. Slamlikan uh, Neelam. Slamlikan. It's lovely to hear Sister Rahima. I've been following her family story and pray Allah continues to bless them with the sabr and complete shafa to Brother Mosin. Amin. I hope you find some comfort in all the duas and love being sent to you and your family uh, to Rahima I pray Allah continues to give you the drive to keep on going and fighting for all you can for you and your beautiful family it can't be easy but it's so humbling the way you are doing what you can another heartwarming example of how we should cope with the test that Allah puts us through and remember his tests those he lo- he tests those he loves and the most with the hardship and um and may there be ease. Yes, that that message is beautiful, uh, Sister Nasima. It actually has um, brought goosebumps to me, and and I can see um, uh, Rahima. I don't even need to ask. I can <laughs> see how it's impacted you, yeah. but. There is a lot of love and support from the community there. And and I and I said this at the early part of the week when I spoke to you, Rahima, that I love the your drive, your ambition. I mean, at the start of this conversation, the start of this show, we were talking about how you're killing plants, you know. <laughs> yes, and Mossin was laughing his head off in the background. And I was uh, he was actually he was actually listening to the whole time, but he was sat on the other side and he just kept laughing and I could see him looking at our and um, poor Alan. <laughs> 
only aloe vera plant and and um, I don't know what the other plant is that we have. I think it's a snake plant. Um, and he was just laughing and, and he just thought he'll come and um, he'll sit right next to me, um, yeah. see me support. But yeah, it's no, I, and I appreciate that message. Thank you so much, Sister Nasima, for sending that in. Yeah. Thank you, Nasima. Honestly, that actually brought. Uh, you can't see me, but it brought tears to my eyes and um bless you you actually i i recognize the name she's always messaging on instagram on his pages not just sister nasima but so many others and their messages are just so uplifting and i read them to mosin as well and alhamdulillah it gives us so much strength i can't explain how much strength those type of messages give to us because um it is quite a lonely journey and it is a very scary journey and obviously you know it's it's so difficult to talk about it in life. I avoid, actually, to be honest, up until recently, I've avoided talking to any of my friends. I just, I would, I knew I would break down and I would cry. And I didn't want to do that because I don't have time for that. I need to continue to fight for him and, 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 be the strong person for the children but to be able to go on instagram and and post things about our life and share so that people can have some raise some awareness of the difficulties he faces and the challenges we face as a family and to get that response you know it's such a cathartic experience um for us to do that and the messages we get the outpouring of messages not just publicly you know i get so many private messages and i show them all to Mossin and he sits there and he reads them not obviously he he has Alexia which means it's difficulty for him to write and read an Aspasia so to, to connect but he does read them and you know it really really is so humbling that people would actually spend a minute of their time you know whatever how long they do to message us and and to give us that support support and spare us on is is just you know you see so much obviously in the working in the fostering background i also deliver training and i do support work there's so much darkness yeah and you know to have people bring in so much light into our life and um, knowing that there are so many beautiful souls and people out there it it is just actually helps Absolutely. make this scary world seem a little less scarier for the children as well you know it gives us hope and I think also, um, uh, you know, when you have your down days, going back, referring to messages like this, uh, it's quite hopeful. And, you know, we all live in hope and we all have faith in Iman. And, you know, um, as Sister Nasima has said, Allah puts us through these trials and tests. And we all face different trials and mm-hmm. tests in, in, in all ways. But, you know, um, these messages are uplifting. Now, I mean, I'm conscious of time, Rahima, because, I, you know, we only have the hour. I, I think... Really, it's to understand how. Talk me through your daughters because I know this has affected them, and they are quite young. And uh, you mentioned their ages at the earlier part of the show. So, you know, talk me through um, the impact it's had on the girls, mm. uh, and how they have been towards you know daddy not being well. Yeah, um, it's been very difficult for them, but they are troopers. Um, I everyone says to me, "Oh, Rahima, you're so strong," and. Um, a friend said that to me yesterday and I said actually I'm not it's Inaya Inaya um, and and Irissa and Ava they are the strong ones they you know Inaya has really stepped up in terms of she's had to mature and grow up and she's not a 12 year old she has had to take my place in so many ways Um, and I wouldn't be able to make the phone calls um, research the treatment you know talk to this doctor and that doctor and get this supplement and do all the things that I'm having to do if it wasn't for her stepping in and helping with the younger sisters um, and she really has taken on that role when Mossin was getting sick or, and we were traveling for radiation and chemo she was helping me prepare his food um, you know she's she knows that he's on a strict diet so uh, shopping for things as well she knows now how to look at certain ingredients and etc um, she has really outshone and I would not be able to do what I am doing if it wasn't for her she helps me in such incredible ways that I can't even I can't even put that into words and she's only 12 you know she's only 12 and then there's Arissa she gives so much love and so much cuddles and 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 she's she writes him love letters every day and she did this before cancer so can you imagine how many letters now he gets and bless him he can't always read so I say to her to to draw and she's a 
beautiful artist she takes after Mossin. Mossin is an incredible artist which is just so sad because this is another thing that gbm has taken away from him he can't write or draw anymore um and arissa actually expresses through art and she's constantly doing that and ava's picked that up so she's also um yesterday she made us sit and honestly i think we were sitting for half an hour while she was giving us and this picture and this one's for you and that one's for you and that's how she's expressing her love for her dad but you know that's 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 that side of things um and they have been so supportive and they've been on you know the trips with dad to for radiation and chemo they're there watching him sleeping struggling everything um but um it has affected them obviously mentally um my four-year-old is so difficult and i find this so hard to speak about but even last night she was in my bed um and the problem is she she kicks she kicks a lot so I'm, i'm doing this on no sleep but she comes in every night to check that daddy's still alive um and she she because unfortunately our children found out you know and obviously people around us family around us they talk about cancers and children do pick up on things and it they are affected um and not just that even without speaking they can see it they can see the change in him they they're living with him day to day they're seeing the difficulties in the communication and everything and my four-year-old um i mean mossin says quite often i want to eat gizmo gizmo is our cat he doesn't mean he wants to eat the cat he probably means he wants to eat a carrot or 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 something but his favorite word is gizmo so the four-year-old freaks out quite often and and will cry and say well why is daddy saying that because she can't although she can and she although she can say oh i know daddy has cancer daddy's got a tumor she is four years old so to process that information Mm -hmm. um, it's really difficult and with the difficulties in communication he has with the children that's just proven incredibly incredibly hard on you know day-to-day basis and they're watching their father deteriorate and they're watching their dad um not being able to communicate with them he used to braid their hair every morning share breakfast um he would he was a proper hands-on daddy and he still is and i'm I'm saying he was but he still is but he has obviously limitations with his communication and, and and other things um and it just is very confusing time for them because they can see daddy he's here but daddy's also very sick so how, how is that so my my four-year-old i think the other morning i was feeling really unwell and i think i had an extra five minute lie down just for a minute i went and lie down and she came in and she was full of tears and i said to her why are you crying baby and she said to me does this mean you're dying too because you never sleep because obviously watching Mossin sleeping all the time, she's associating that with someone dying. Yeah. Um, and before my father passed away, he was quite in bed quite a lot. So just seeing me just for a minute, I never lie down. And just for a few moments, I lie down and she thought that meant I was dying. So it's really hard for them. Brought you there, sister. Um, we have had um, a message come in from uh, sister, um, sister Aisha here, saying, "Oh my God, Rahima, your story is making me cry. It's so heartbreaking, but you are so brave and strong to talk about it all. Allah bless you and your whole family, um, and uh, Allah grant your husband uh, shifa. I mean, uh, thank you, sister Aisha, for your message mm-hmm. and." tuning in this morning now Rahima it is it is um you know a very a big thing for children to take on board and especially I mean your older daughter as you said has had to grow up and you know slip into your shoes every now and then to help you out to function the home and, and you know mashallah uh, this is how Allah has created women you know and, and and they've had to turn from girls to women because they are now you know your right hand and your left hand and they are your soldiers behind you to try and get this home running and and that is you know why you have daughters and this is why Allah has given us the will to be able to do this so you know it's amazing that your daughters are doing this and I and I appreciate the younger one is living in very mixed emotions right now because she has no idea of what tomorrow is going to unfold but this journey has also um, enlightened them with a lot of education because um, as a child I always believed somebody only got ill and died when they were in their 80s or 70s you know you never believed a young fit healthy person so it, it's educated them in the sense that live every minute to you know uh, appreciate what Allah has given us and, and and to be in remembrance of Allah as well because we never know at what point of our life any anything can change so I think it's given the girls this education but um, I'd like to know what you're doing um, to try and create, uh, you know, because I know as families, we do loads of things. You know, we take the kids out, we do things and that and they became like become like mundane tasks that, oh, yeah, we're just.
just going to go out to shop here. We're going to go out to the park here. And we what we think is mundane trips to the park, but actually, you know, they're really fruitful. It's a, an amazing experience. What are you doing um some you know what you're doing different now that you wouldn't have ordinarily done um given Morsin's condition use a lot more dark humor <laughs> no um I'm, no i am <laughs> um we are staying positive i mean to be honest i wouldn't say we're doing anything different we were always so hands-on if anything we're maybe doing a little less because of his condition give, has so much limitations um we always created memories we always were outdoors we he was always on the bike swimming there wasn't a weekend bless mossin i uh, I Saturday would come right I have the itinerary ready we're doing this and we're doing that and sometimes you'd say can we just sit at home please um and you know we unfortunately obviously because of the fatigue and everything that he struggles with we're not getting to go out as much to create those outdoor memories however you know we're still doing at home we're staying positive um we're laughing it's it's not changed if anything I think you know um my dark humor and my personality um the the children are like oh okay I get why mom's like this now (laughs) because it gets through I always joke for the last 15 years and it's not actually a joke it's true for the last 15 years I used to say to Mosin oh talk to me more talk to me more now he won't stop talking and even though most of the time I don't understand what he's trying to say to me he doesn't stop talking. And I, I, and I said that to the girls um, when he first was diagnosed in hospital. And I said, Inaya, dad just won't stop talking. I'm trying to research on my phone what's glioblastoma. And he's asking me 5,000 questions. And they just laughed and laughed. And I made jokes like, oh, you know, maybe it was the 15 years of nagging. You know, you just wanted time off from work, didn't you? And that kind of stuff. And it's just it's just stuff like that. And the girls as well, they, you know, when Mossin talks about gizmo or which he does, his favorite word, or, you know, gizmo this, gizmo that, gizmo this. This, um the girls laugh at him and that's what they do when he says funny things or does things that are just so are you building um, a, a scrapbook or a, yes a... yes we have a cancer diary i'm creating a cancer diary so i take photos of him and the children every day no matter how they look or what state they're in um and obviously not all of them i will share um and we, we've actually got a scrapbook that we're creating um so any trips you know we after he finished his radio chemo we managed to have a day trip to london we went on the cable car um we've done a little few things um and I, I, I'm keep, keep taking pictures along the way. Um, they're also writing little notes, um, little gifts. Uh, also, Mossin is, um, and myself, obviously, the girls aren't going to be listening to this, so I can mention it. You know, we're creating memory boxes. So little things that Mossin has done so for individually each child. So um, so one for Anaya, one for Arissa, one for Ava. Because he can't necessarily write letters or letters to them, he would have loved to have written letters for his daughters for any milestones that he may not be here because obviously we don't know what Allah SWT has um, in store for us. Um, he's What I'm doing is I'm actually making video notes, so voice notes. I'm filming him, sending messages to the girls, um, how he feels when he's in the hospital. We have our own family Snapchat, that between me and the girls. Um, and, you know, we have our own, our own family TikTok as well. So it's just creating memories in any possible way. What's lovely is because we live in a, a a time and a generation now where you can create this so that, you know, the fear of, oh, my children won't remember me, which is probably something that Mossin mm-hmm. is. Yeah, is. that's what the first thing he said to me, will Ava remember me? Because she is. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, you're creating that um, storyboard for her because you will always have it in the back of our memory and it will always be something that she will um be able to go back to and look at and say okay i remember this period of my life because things will jerk our memories regardless of how old we are when she sees things so you know inshallah she'll always remember she'll always you know uh, and daddy's here right now so you know daddy's you know there. So, Rahima, you, you know, as many of the messages that we've had come in today, everyone is, you know, in admiration of your strength and uh, and uh, how you are able to t- speak about this and, uh, you know, uh, not have your breakdowns. And I'm sure at the time that you found out to the time that you are now, you've built that strength. At the beginning, there were weekdays and there were days just wanted to shut off and disconnect but i'm i'm curious to find out how you are offloading and who you are offloading to 
get your anxiety you know off your chest so that you can function because you know what 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 do you do to take time out for yourself um if i'll be honest nothing uh really i mean i I talked to this guy (laughs) i talked to him but he just like he just laughs at me because he doesn't probably understand like he is now um i'll be honest with you i've just not i've not had the time but as I say, the messages um, that come through are just phenomenal. I mean, at the beginning, I did run to my friend's house because she lived right next to the hospital. And I remember falling on the floor, kitchen floor, like crying my eyes out and then just picking myself up because it's the school run time and I've got to get the children and get back to Mosin, you know. Um, and so I, I do have people that if I need to break down to, they are there. And probably need to utilize them more and access them more. And I'm, I, I'll be honest, I find that difficult to do um, because I feel like if I do stop and I do have those moments, I, I will find it hard to get back up. So I continue to push through. But I have I know the advice that I would have given the children that I work with and other people with trauma. And I know what I'm supposed to do. But I do find that quite difficult. But one thing we are going to do as a family, a uh, wonderful, wonderful charity. And I, I never um, haven't mentioned this yet. Um, we've only just been told we have the most amazing charity called Purple um, Heart Wishes. And they're a charity that support families like ours. And they have said that they are going to um, fund for us to have a few days away as a family. Uh, subhanallah so for us to just recharge and recuperate you know to to have uh, a few days away so um they're in the kind of in the middle of kind of sorting that out but it's just ah when he when he said it to me i was like that child that's just been told that you're going to disneyland (laughs) i i think i screamed so loud on the phone and i i just blew the poor man's ear off um and told the kids so yeah we we do those things and we keep every day light yes mosin is going through this and yes he is going through the hardest and we are going the most through the most difficult parts of our life um but it doesn't mean we have to be depressed or down about it we're still living he's still here he's still alhamdulillah fighting another day and that is such a beautiful gift to have you know and we appreciate it everything more we appreciate everything more so actually you know I know we're running out of time now, but just to say before me and Mossin worked and we worked and we worked and yes, we were always around the children, but we never had time like mom and dad time, you know, going for a walk, going to a cafe. It was always with the children and Alhamdulillah, we're getting to do that now. And it's just like, look at Allah's blessings, you know, look at Allah's blessings. We have spent the last 15 years looking after everybody else but ourselves. And now we're getting to do that. So how can we not be grateful? How can we not be grateful, regardless of the situation we're in? So amazing, Rahima, that you are seeing the blessing uh, side of this, because it's very easy to fall into that trap to say, why us? Why me? And, you know, and and you are seeing the positive side to this, because I was just going to say, we all rely on our spouses. You know, we all... um, need that offload day you know I, I wait for my husband to finish work so I can say to him oh this happened at the school run and this happened with so-and-so's parent and that happened with this child at school and you know we need that offload we rely on our and likewise he does with myself when he finishes work he'll tell me about a meeting and you know the complexities of his meeting and I do pay attention but you know there are times where I do switch off a little bit but we're there to bounce off each other so you know how how has that impacted her now now that he's living with that's hard it's so hard because i miss talking to him i miss communicating with him and i know he's right here so i feel bad saying it but the biggest thing i'm finding difficult with this is not being able to have our conversations our communication and the biggest thing he finds difficult amongst everything you know regardless of yes you have this many months to live you know allah swan only knows that but not being able to communicate and express to his children. So if he says blue, he really means yellow. If he's hearing the word green, he probably actually hears house. So it's completely difficult for him and us to communicate and to explain things. So we're having to find different mediums of way. But you know what? I was just going to say as well, I do offload to, um, you know, I do have my my nephews and nieces even whilst I'm on here I've got my nephew texting me saying auntie you've got this you're doing this and and they give us so much encouragement and sometimes when I can't explain things to him I will 
just ring my sister and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking this or I'll, I'll talk to one of my nieces or someone. So I don't not have people because Alhamdulillah, I have so many people that I can speak with and they have really picked me up when I have been completely broken and Mossin too. But I miss talking to him. I do. And I miss being able to explain the day-to-day of like something. And, and it takes that much longer. Um, you know, just having a simple conversation, trying to explain something to him takes so much, much longer. And sometimes I do wonder if he actually fully mm. understands how far and, uh, you know, the, the, the condition of his disease as well. Obviously, he feels it. But just understanding standing it, it it's you know and we used photo, pictures drawings internet google whatever way we've got a whiteboard that we write messages draw pictures to and he communicates like that with the children but it is really hard because he's here but he can't express what he wants what he feels what he thinks um and it's just it's just the day-to-day part of it it is difficult and it's emotive and it's emotional because sometimes he'll say something and he doesn't get why the kids are crying because he might have said something that was a bit scary for example and then he'll be like well why are they crying so yeah yeah, no so Rahima we've got a couple of minutes left to the end of the show and I and I appreciate and I really like the way that you know despite the hard days and you knowing that he probably doesn't understand what you were saying mm-hmm. and the patient is hindered um, you are um, as a family very uplifting and you are thinking of the positive things as well and you know I pray um, that the campaigns awareness campaigns and charity campaigns that you are running on your Insta it's all successful and everything and I will get those details listeners um, uh, uploaded onto the facebook part of this show but just before you go um you know are there is there any messages that you would like to um share with the listeners uh, as a uh, something that you just you know uh, want to offload your chest today uh, and share with the listeners oh thank you everyone for supporting us thank you for listening to our story um there's so much to our story and you know there are not just us going through it there are other families as well so um please you know do educate yourselves on this disease and help support us to get more research and funding into this disease and also Mossens on Instagram, Mossens Fight um, on GoFundMe it's, uh, you know, please help Mossens Fight stage 4 glioblastoma also hashtag Mossens Fight um, we have had a phenomenal um, support and it's amazing but unfortunately the amount we need to reach is astronomical so we still have a long way to go so please duas, prayers, shares everything, positive energy send it our way, we have open arms and we're receiving it Thank you. Thank you so much. And I wish you both uh, the very best. Thank you. Thank you, Neelan. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.org.